0: My goal is to educate and inspire, and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 134 of A Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the fabulous Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. Now you may know her from Orange County Housewives, and trust me, we get into all that good housewife stuff, but Bronwyn also walks us through her recovery journey, and it's a very unique one. First of all, getting sober on a reality show, that's a doozy, and then second of all, coming out as a lesbian, as gay as well. Bronwyn has had quite a year quite a year, in fact. And on this episode, she walks us through all of it. So let's get into it. A lot of things change in sobriety and recovery. Our values, our priorities, maybe even our careers. For a lot of us, we're looking for ways to pay it forward, to help our fellow women find the freedom from living a booze-free life. A Sober Girls Guide Certification and Business Training is the only custom-designed program for women who are in recovery who want to turn their passion into a successful career and profitable business. Head to asobergirlsguide.com to learn more and to sign up today. Hi Bronwyn, how are you?
1: Good. Aloha. Aloha. How's Hawaii treating you? It's been a, it's been an interesting trip for sure. It's my first time doing it alone. We've been moving a lot. I just got a car after a month. So it's been been a month. Yeah. We've been here for a month and we shipped our car five weeks ago and Mm. we just got it two days ago. It kept being a lot. So it's been a lot. It's been, you know, deep (laughs) breath.
0: (laughs) Serenity now, serenity now. (laughs) How
1: long are you guys planning to stay in Hawaii for? As long as we can. So, since we booked so late, yeah, it's very hard to find homes to stay in. So this is—I'm currently in this one house. It's our fifth house. We're here for two nights. I actually have to fly home to California for two days. Mm -hmm. I fly back, and then we're in two more places. So as of now, we're booked through the fifteenth. But people cancel, things open up. So I mean, we are as far as like living one day at a time, I am the walking embodiment of that right now. Like how long are you there for? I don't know. Yeah, oh <laughs> but, like, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> and with like kids and family and, and trying to coordinate everything, like getting it together. It's, it's been, I mean, it really shows you, at least me, like what is possible when you're sober is you can just be like, okay, I'm flying yeah. home. Let me book my ticket now. Like it's just, everything is easy and not easy. But everything is manageable, you know? Dude,
0: totally. Like, it's not such a drama or, like, an exacerbated, like, thing that like, you have to, like, think about. Yeah, I love that. Um, so I definitely want to talk about, like, housewives and stuff like that a little bit. But first and foremost, I want to talk about you and actually your recovery journey and how, you know, you got sober and, you know, you did this pretty publicly um, and I wanted to touch on what was Bronwyn like before
1: sobriety? I mean, how far back do you want to go this last time or like, because this is not yeah. my first, this is not my first go around at getting okay. sober. Okay. So what the, was your first time? My first time I was the first time I went to a support meeting. Mm-hmm. I had tried to kind of clean up my act a few times during my life. I would have things that would happen I'd be like, okay, I can't drink anymore. Like that was yeah. awful. Um, that was pretty regular. So, you know, cause I have a tendency to push everything to the very limit and be like, whoa, okay. That was bad. The first time I got sober where I went to support meetings mm-hmm. was I was living in DC. I had three kids at the time. So Jacob was around three or four. So about 12 years ago. Okay. Um, and it was just a spiral. It was a postpartum depression from I lost a baby, mm. self-medicating with alcohol and Xanax. And it just, it crashed. And I ended up um, checking myself into the psych ward in D.C. Wow. Because um, I was I was suicidally depressed. And I knew it. I had a moment of clarity, an aha moment where I said, call my friend. Mm. And um, she had been very open about her... Her mental health and her, her daughter's mental health journey. And I, it's one of those godshot moments where in the blackness, I remember thinking the best thing for me at the time was to not be alive. I had this beautiful yeah. moment of call her. I called her, she told us what to do. I got, you know, I checked myself into the hospital. I got on medication. Mm-hmm. Um, they told me to stop drinking. I realized I had an issue. I started going to support meetings with a friend of mine took me and looking back, like my friends in DC were very helpful. They knew I had a problem. You know, no one was saying anything, but like, yeah, you know, they knew. So, um, and then we shortly after we went to Miami, mm-hmm. and I, re- I continued going to support meetings there for I'd say nine months. And then you know, I convinced myself I was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Xanax. It was the depression. I don't have a yeah. problem with drinking, or it was and, situational. Yeah. 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 Um, and then once again, you know, I spiraled. I feel like every time I've started drinking, I've gone back, it spiraled faster. Mm. That time I went to Mexico and did something called Ibogaine. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Um, I went to Mexico and did Ibogaine and it worked really well for me. Really? And That's I was cool. Yeah, I was sober for or not drinking for eight years. Wow. Now, keep in mind, also during that eight years, I had four babies very quickly.
0: Yeah. For
1: me, I never drank when I was pregnant or nursing. Uh, I never felt the desire to. In retrospect, was I sober? No, but I wasn't drinking Um, because I didn't do the after work that you should do with ibogaine. I didn't do therapy. I didn't get a support group. Mm -hmm. I just like, I'm fine. And then when I started Mm -hmm. filming, I weaned my last baby, baby number seven. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought, I've been I just took like eight years from not drinking. I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. And very quickly, it became unmanageable. And right before filming started, you know, I, I've talked about my low in Miami mm-hmm. where I was on a four-day bender. Couldn't stop drinking physically at that point. Couldn't stop drinking without it hurting. And went to Sean, said I need help. And uh, that was January 30th. That was my... 20 year wedding anniversary January 2020 was the last day I had a drink and um, I just you know one day at a time it's been I haven't checked this since I've been in Kauai Uh, one day at a time it has been 554 days. Woo. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: So, what do you think changed from from your first kind of attempts of getting sober to this final attempt or this last one? I
1: know I'm an alcoholic. Uh, uh, I was always looking for a way out. Yeah. Uh, if I only drink on the weekends, or uh, I'll only drink once a month, or I'll only drink beer. I'll right. only drink if I'm not at home. I mean, I had a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, to convince myself that I was okay to drink. Now I know there's only one rule and that's don't drink or use, you know, that's it. There's only one thing. I am only in control of the first drink. And after that, I know I'm an alcoholic. I know that. Yeah. Um, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not trying to hide it. I am an alcoholic. If I pick up a drink, I won't stop. Mm Wow. (laughs) I mean, yeah.
0: And like, and and it, it takes was, a while to admit that. Like, it, for some reason, we don't want to admit it, or we don't right? want to believe it. Like, we'll make, we'll justify and rationalize all this other bullshit so we can keep doing Freaking. something. Yeah, like, and, and for what?
1: <laughs> and, and it's never ended well for me. That's the thing. Too. Like, it's you know, it, it used to be like, oh, I'll have fun. Well, I don't have that much fun. Not really. Yeah. It's not that much fun. So, yeah. I, it's, and for me, once I kind of realized I'm an alcoholic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, it's almost like I, uh, an allergy. Like if I drink, I end up on the floor, you know, like, yeah. it's just, why would I do that? And so for me, a weight was lifted off because I don't have to manage it. Yeah. I don't have to like stock up groceries on Friday because I know I'm going to be drinking that weekend. Like I don't have to plan it. You, yeah. Only an alcoholic would be like, ooh, am I going to make it to my doctor's appointment on Monday if I go out on Saturday? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my like, God. Like, got to like, schedule in our drinking time here. You know what I mean? Because you know the next day you're probably not going to be great and probably the day after that. And yep. so for me, it's just a weight has been lifted off and I, I can live my life authentically. I can say that I'm going to be somewhere at nine in the morning and you know what? I'm going to be there at 8.55. Yeah. Oh. That's the best part. Yeah.
0: Like, I love scheduling stuff early in the morning because it's like, I don't really have an excuse
1: not to show up. Like, I'm good. I'm going to be cool for this. I know. I (laughs) I met Jason Waller. He's in the, he was on the, or is on the TV show, The Hills. Yeah. He was on the podcast too. Oh, okay. So Jason and I, we were talking, we went for coffee and we sat down. It was one of the first times we we had hung out. We're like, how cool is it that we're both here at like 8 a.m.? Yeah. We're here. We both showed up, you know, like a year ago, both of us would have had an excuse and we would have canceled, but like, we're here, yeah. um, you know, and we're helping each other with recovery. Cause that's what you do with other people in recoveries. You show up. Yeah, totally. So, it's, it's great.
0: Yeah. He's a rad dude. I like, <laughs> I like him a lot. He's cool. So, okay, so circling back, so you decided to get sober, go to support meetings, and then you started filming. No.
1: Or no? No. So okay. I decided to get sober. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was three or four days sober when I called production. I said, hey, I'm an alcoholic. I can't drink anymore. And they said, do you want to film this? Okay. I started filming at 12 days sober. Whoa. Yeah. I know shit, okay, oh, I know, I know. It, oh <sighs> I look back at that at the time I thought I was fine, yeah. that's the crazy part too. I thought I was fine, um, I was not fine, I was insane, and I don't use that term lightly. I don't use mental health diagnosis at, you yeah. know when they aren't aren't warranted, I was insane, um so I tried to film without going to support meetings, mm-hmm. my ego is still very big. I'll be recognized. I can't go there. Yeah. Um I'm different. <laughs> and then you I don't know if you watched the show, but there was a party at Shannon's house. Um and there was tequila tasting and everyone was drinking and you know mm-hmm. Kelly's putting it under my nose and I started spiraling. I mean, and they, they used to see all of it. There was a period of half an hour where I was, they were all ganging up on me and yelling at me. And I was literally, I couldn't get out um, without being filmed. Cause the first time I tried to leave, produ- the producer said, go back in there or you're going to lose your job. You can't leave yet. Yeah. Um, and then I went back in, I was hiding by her trash cans for about half an hour, like hiding behind the trash cans. Like it, I was like a caged animal or a, a, whatever, an animal that people are, whatever. It was, in, it was bad. And that- So I ended up going home. I ended up on the treadmill spiraling and I, they wouldn't leave me alone. The cameras wouldn't stop following me. And I signed something saying that they're allowed to do that. So that's, that's, you know, totally allowed. So I had the brilliant idea that I was going to tell them that I was going to a support meeting and really I was going to go drink. So I was 30 days sober. I was like, I can't do this. I'm done. Um, I'm going to go to support meeting. Ha ha. You can't follow me there. Like how smart am I? And so I start. I look up the. T- I look up the times. I go to one. One of the producers gets in the car with me with a handheld camera, and I'm like, "Wait, what? what? Exactly. That's what I- you can't do this." He's like, "Oh no. I mean, he's like, I can't go in the meeting, but I can be in the car on your way there." And I'm like, "Oh, oh motherfucker!" <laughs> so I end up going to this meeting. Yeah. On accident, you know. <laughs> now I have. To. <laughs> Well, crap, you know, like Lido yeah. has bars across the street from the meeting I was going to. I'm like, that's where I want to be, but I have to go here now, you know, to yeah. say a thing So um, Sean couldn't find parking. Sean was driving me. He couldn't find parking because it's the beach. It's busy. Yeah. And my producer said, hey, do you want me to walk in with you? I said, yes, please. Because I was scared. You know, yeah. I didn't want to go. We're in this meeting and uh, we're going around the room. My name is so-and-so and I'm a alcoholic. And he says the exact same thing. My name is so-and-so and and I'm an alcoholic. And I look at him Mm -hmm. and I go,
0: oh. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill vibe gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G.
1: And he sat through the whole meeting. He'd been at that point sober for nine years. Wow. Active in the community. Yeah. Later, he said to me, I knew exactly what you were doing. I knew exactly what you were doing. And Mm -hmm. that's why I came with you. Yeah. And it was that meeting. As I said, my name is Braun. I'm an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Every defense I had was gone, Mm -hmm. every burden I'd been carrying about this was gone. I cried, mm-hmm. I cried a lot. I cried. Um, the whole meeting, I cried.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, you know, I went up afterwards. There's some people I knew from my community, people that I would never have thought expect- to see there. Yeah. You know, that I looked up to, worked out with. Um, and I remember, like, okay, I belong here. And then I asked one of them, I said, how long does the crying last? And she's like, about a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. cool. But I did feel a lot less alone. I felt a lot less crazy because I kept crying. I like, I couldn't understand it. Um, But that was the turning point for me. And that's when I realized that I earned my seat in that room, that I was exactly the same as everyone else. And I would read the book before and I'd worked the steps before, but I'd never done it honestly. Mm -hmm. And I was done. My way did not work. You know, I had a hard time with the God and the, the very masculine, uh, way that the book is re- written it's all in the he, and this point i'm like why am i going to fight something that's here to help me like you got to let that go you're yeah. not always going to be right okay yeah. it's going to annoy you and you what you leave over he she like that's you're fighting right. for your life right now let that go yeah there's a bigger picture here right yeah, yeah. your way doesn't work let's try it try their way yeah Try it any one way but yours. Try, yeah, try any freaking like, way. <laughs> because you've been doing it your way and you keep failing. So mm-hmm. I don't know, put your ego aside, suck it up, sit down and listen.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. So then carrying on like filming the, the show and stuff, like how how was that? How did the rest of the filming go?
1: It was hard. I think you see it. I got a lot of shit from like critics for being self-centered for a lot of my behavior. And I remember thinking like, Mm. there is no grace given right now. You know, I, I, I really wish people had asked more questions. I wish my cast had been more understanding. A lot of them said I was faking it for storyline. You're a fake alcoholic. Um, I had had, call people that I was hanging out with. Was she drinking? And then like one person was like, oh yeah, she was. And she's like, see, what? I knew it. Like, no, I wasn't. And the other people were like, no, she wasn't. She was drinking water. Oh. Um, but like looking for it to be fake, it was weird. It was a really yeah. unhealthy environment with really, really horrible women. Yeah. True. It, it was weird. And even now it's, you know, the fact that they they even put it out there that someone was faking mm. Such, such a deadly disease that, you know, kills so many and affects so many more. It's just not okay. Yeah. But it was good to film. And I, I say this knowing that this was a very hard year. 2020 was a very hard year for so many people. I, I wish it hadn't happened. That being said,
0: yeah.
1: one month after I got sober, the world shut down. Right. So now some people thought it was hard to get sober and do Zoom meetings and do AA in a pandemic. I found it to be the opposite because there was no FOMO. Yeah. I wasn't forced to be out around people drinking for me. Right. I was at home with my family that actually, and I feel horrible saying this cause I know it was, I mean, it was a global pandemic there, you know, I'm not, yes. but for me, the, the bright shiny, you know, underside to it all was I had that time alone at home to really just have a breather.
0: Yeah. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street my skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skin care is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet, It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O S E A Malibu.com and use code A S G G for 10% off. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. They yeah. really don't. You know, it's I, I, this, I mean, if there is a silver lining to the pandemic, it's that having that space to really like focus on yourself and go internal, like, and, and figure out what, what's going on within yourself and deal yeah. with it. And being around people that love
1: and support you. And I you know, the Zoom meetings were were great for that. You know, even yeah. now I love Zoom meetings. You know, I'm in Kauai, I'm traveling, but I still have, you know, my my meetings wherever I go. I yeah. I love the Zoom meetings. I mean, I love in person too, but for travel and stuff, it has been so nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, technology is fantastic. I only wish I invested in Zoom before this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> like right on zoom way to hold this down man Yeah, exactly. <laughs> love it so how has your relationships changed with you uh being sober
1: every relationship I have is different I feel like yeah. um I lost a lot of friends mm-hmm. um, a lot of the friends that I'd made in the last year were party friends. You know, I had gotten a television show. I had a lot of people yeah. that wanted something from me, but I was drinking. I didn't care. Um, yeah. So the friends I lost. Um, it, there was so much that happened too, because my sobriety and my coming out are, are linked together. Right. So, you know, for me, I can't really separate the two. Okay. So getting sober and coming out a lot of my lifetime like lifelong friends were very uncomfortable with me now because now I'm sober and now I'm gay and it's like they have they've known Sean and I for 26 years and I don't blame them they're like we don't know what to do now like do we invite you you and Sean so I think a lot of people just didn't know what to do so they didn't do anything they kind of just took a step back yeah um and that's and that's totally allowed. And then I took a step back from other people too. Like a lot of my mom friends, like soccer mom friends, mm-hmm. I felt uncomfortable around because now they knew so much about me. So I would go to the soccer field, and like people would be staring, and I wasn't making it up. Like they really would be. Right. I've, I'm just like I'm uncomfortable. You know, um, I I will stay home now. Like I I just I got kind of uncomfortable too. I stayed home more. So I would say. I, I lost a lot of friendships. I've gained a lot of new friendships though. Yeah. So there's been a huge shift. There's been a huge shift in my life in the last year. I, I, so much of it is unrecognizable. Yeah. When you say that like both your, your sobriety and your coming out were linked,
0: was that timing wise or was that like intertwined in other ways?
1: It inter, so when I was getting sober, I was at home. Mm -hmm. I was quarantining with someone that had been in the program for 19 years. Okay. Um, We decided to quarantine together. Uh, She was my best friend and our kids got along. And so I am relying on her heavily Mm -hmm. for my sobriety because there are no in-person meetings. There's Zoom and there's her. Yeah. She's helping me navigate this. She's the one that when I spiral takes me through steps one, two, three, because I didn't have a sponsor yet. Okay. Okay. Um, And as this is happening, something more is happening between us. Mm. So, and it's all, it's all, it's all together. You know, it's all in one big house of sobriety, depending on person quarantining. Mm -hmm. Now I have feelings where, like, what do we do with all of this? And it's just a lot. And then I'm pushing Sean away. Mm. Uh, And so Sean is like, the third wheel in his own house, and he feels it, and he's yeah. he's he's getting angry. So then, like he cheats on me, so I kick him out. Right. Um, and then I we get in a fight, me and my friend. We get in a fight because uh, she says like when you're when it's just the two of us, we're one thing, but when you're in public, it's something else and I'm not your mistress. I think her exact words were fuck you. I'm not your mistress. <laughs> and so, and, and she was right because I still was trying to be happily married mom of seven, like on social media and in public. Like I wasn't ready to put right. this part of my story out there yet. Yeah. Cause um, it was like, I'm not, I, I kind of want to guard this like a little, you know, new baby. And yeah. then, so all these things were happening and then I kind of started dating Chris. Mm-hmm. Um. And a photo leaked of us together and I didn't have a choice at that point. So now I have to, it, I have to come clean with this story and this, and it was just like so much of this is happening in a pressure cooker of COVID. Yeah. In the public eye. And it was just, it was a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I'm on an Island right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Yeah. That's Good I'm not call. In the middle of the Pacific. Like, yeah. but it really, it was so much at once. And then people were like, you're faking it. This is not real. I was, and I knew, I'm like, I know. Like, if I wasn't living my life, I wouldn't believe this either. Like. Right.
0: Was you can't crazy. write this shit.
1: Like 20. 20 crazy. <laughs> and so, I mean, then it all, you know, it all kind of happened. Then it all sort of fell back to part. You know, Sean and I talked through some hard stuff. Yeah. Um, I started dating someone else um, that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it just kind of all kind of came together. And like, there were some hard moments for sure, but like, I don't, I don't know. I think after the, the one year, especially being sober stopped being such a daily struggle. Yeah. If that, it took me a year though. Because yeah. during all this, I have times where I almost relapsed, where I think I'm going to drink. like that first year, the first three months were really hard. But the first year, there was a lot. Um, and it was still my go-to. Like when something hard would happen, it was like, I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. Um, it was your easy button. Yeah. And I didn't. I never, re- I didn't relapse in the last 554 days. But like, there were definitely times where I was close, real close. I mean, holding the bottle close. Oof. Um. But I would say after a year for me, yeah, that stopped being my go-to button. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like,
0: well, you've been through so much. It's just like, okay, well, if I can get through this, I can get through the next hurdle. If I can get through this hurdle, I can get through the next one. Like right? it almost is like, you know what?
1: What else do you have to throw at me? Like, come at I, me. I'm not asking that question anymore because I asked <laughs> about chapters <it laughs> ago. And then I was like, oh, well, thank you. So I've stopped asking that. But I do remember going and inviting something. it in. Yeah. Like I said that I've said those exact words. And I was like, oh, ha, ha. <laughs> thanks." Thanks. Um, okay. But I will say I have gone to some meetings. You know, I have zoomed laying down crying, mm. you know, where I can't even lift my head up for the zoom uh, because I didn't know how to get through the next minute. Like I didn't know how to get through the next minute, but I've learned that if I can make it to a meeting, there's someone that's been through what I've been through and gotten through it. And that all I have to do is log on and I'm going to come like, cause I don't, I mean, I'm sure you have the same thing. Those there's times where, how do I get through the next second, the next minute? Like, I don't have the skills for this, but I don't have to because someone else does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you said it like just getting through that next minute, like just getting through the, the hour, I, yeah. I'm, I can, I'm at a point where I can take it by the hour now. And it never, it didn't used to be that way. Trust
1: me. Isn't that crazy? How, yeah. like the whole, you know, we, it's one day at a time, but anyone who's listening, that's a new recovery, or even I'm sure there's other times where I still do this, but like, it's not, sometimes it's not one day at a time. Someday it's second minute hour. Yeah. And I have sat on my hands. I mean, I have literally had to sit on my hands because I didn't, I wanted to drink so bad. I, you know, I don't have it in the house, but yes. I just had to sit there sitting on my hands to like not drive somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And then you get to a meeting. Luckily now there's no getting to, there's a meeting every second of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, so we don't have to wait too long, but. Whew. Yes.
0: And new relationships and, and new people and connections in your life that you can reach out to. Yeah. You know, those people that are actually going to be there for you, not haters, cleansing out the haters.
1: I mean, I'll always Life. have haters that come to the territory of being, you know, on a reality show. You're going to have a lot of haters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am lucky that the people that know me yeah. love me. So the ones that aren't real, well, um, and I. Don't know if I should say this, but maybe edit it out. But I don't know. But like, oh, fuck it, I, say it. <laughs> I handed my social media over to someone,
0: mm-hmm. so like
1: I get send photos, whatever. Um, he gives me comments to comment on. Like we do a back and forth, but yeah. it's been sort of a wall between me and all the ugliness out there. So like, I, 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 when people have questions about recovery or sexuality, I, I'm responding. Yeah. But all the This crap that comes in, I don't see it. I don't even have to log in to my Instagram.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's for the better. It's just getting crazy out there. Like, yeah, I
1: don't get what people are so crazy about. Like, and like, if you're getting sober, get off social media, like for real, like get off, get off because your own head is so much better. I think when, or at least clean it up, Mm. get positive. Is in there or something i don't know but just for me that has really helped too because i'm sure like you like anyone in recovery yeah. my hand, my wheel like hey like sometimes i want to spiral hmm. like sometimes i'll call like my assistant and be like i really want to spiral today like i, I just want to overthink everything or like i'll call someone to recover and be like how are you doing they tell me a story i'm like okay dude, i'll spiral with you because i you know like i still have that tendency sometimes yeah. to break chaos or yeah, we,
0: we like the drama like we like living on the edge a little bit right like that feels yeah. exciting like we're living like we're working towards something it's and if like, we don't have that edge it's like oh fuck what is this this is boring no it's boring. fucking peace it's peace right <laughs>
1: peace and boring can be so like and so but you know social <laughs> media recognizing that part of myself it's like like you said this is peace you're not yeah. bored it's peace like i don't know well people yeah. is- you know but and then figuring out what to do next but like i'll go for a walk i'll read a book or do something healthy yeah
0: <laughs> But good for you for like drawing those social media boundaries because like <laughs> fuck it's vicious out there sometimes vicious sometimes- like for no reason at all like or, like someone will send me an article that someone wrote about me and i'm like why do
1: you think i'd want to read this yeah <laughs> right like huh? Oh, wow oh i am awful according to this person yeah all right well that's gonna sit with me at 3 30 in the morning when I wake up for no reason thank you totally (laughs) thanks
0: for that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god uh Bronwyn I have one more question for you um to anyone listening who is maybe sober or sober curious or going through it right now what piece of advice could you give to someone listening
1: um, for someone that is sober curious, mm-hmm. I always say, make a list of everything you want in your life, mm. like make a list of your dreams and them down and then read that over a few times. And I promise you everything on there will come true. Mm. Like the things that I wanted for myself. I mean, obviously not. I'm not, not like a genie wish, but you know what I mean? Like real tangible things, you know, you're not gonna be able to time travel, but, um, but like real things that you want out of life. What do you truly want out of your life? Mm. Write them down and those things will come true. If you get sober, I don't know why it works. I don't know how I truly don't, but I've seen it so many times now. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you exactly why it works.
0: Ready? Yeah. Okay. So when you get sober, you get in touch with yourself, right? Like your more authentic self. Therefore, you get in, in touch with what you truly value in this life. So when you're clear on your values, your values are then going to translate into your actions and to your goals and what you look for and what you're working towards. So naturally, all that shit just aligns in one fell swoop once you take out something that has been blocking you or something that you've been using to fill these, um, quote unquote voids in your life.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that that, exactly. So that, so make a list and it's going to happen, you know, it's going to come true. And then for people that, um, are newly sober, Mm -hmm. I would say the first few months are the hardest or even sober curious, the first few months are the hardest. Mm -hmm. And so if you keep trying and you make it a month or two, and then you, you know, you, you go back out. You're doing the hardest part over and over. Yeah, totally. You know, you're, no, you're not going to get to the good part, the part that I think that you're at and I'm starting mm-hmm. to come into now. You're only doing the hard part, the shitty part over mm-hmm. and over and over. And just just know, would you be sober right now if it sucked? <sighs> Me neither. No. <laughs> right? Like God, no. No one that is an alcoholic that I've ever met mm-hmm does things that are they hate like we like to feel good that's why we drink that's the name of the game exactly so like if if sobriety felt bad like it does in the very beginning we wouldn't do it so stop doing the hardest part over and over and get to the light at the end of that damn tunnel you know
0: it's like running like you're like stopping and starting like running like oh my god you know when you start start to like run again it's like a ball trying to throw itself you're like
1: oh Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to run a marathon over and over without ever training. Like, yes, that sucks. So just, you know, keep it up. Yeah. Keep it up. It
0: gets good. Go the distance. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, Bronwyn, where can people find you? I,
1: I mean, you're on Instagram, obviously. Yeah, obviously, Instagram so. is my name, Bronwyn Windenberg. And in about a week, I'm launching a YouTube channel <gasps> for the Misadventures of the Berkey Bunch because this whole trip we've been on has been hilarious. Um, and I've been filming all of it. Plus, my amplified voices. I started on cool. IGTV. Um, all the amplified voices are gonna be on the YouTube channel too. We have a lot more coming. Cool. Uh, Jason Waller, who we both love, yes. he was kind enough to give me his recording studio. So what? yeah. So I have a lot of yeah. those that are coming out. Um, yeah. I've recently started TikTok. I know I'm yes. 43, but you know what? I'm doing it and it's fun. So Bronwyn WB on TikTok.
0: I love TikTok. I've definitely reposted a couple of your TikToks. They're great.
1: Is I had to take it off when I came out of here because I have found just like other things, I don't I don't TikTok responsibly. I'll be like, <laughs> whoa, that was an hour? Like what just happened? So I had to take it off my phone because I can go down that TikTok hole.
0: Oh, trust <laughs> me yeah like oh i've done so much work today it's like no you haven't you've been on tiktok for five hours get get the fuck out of here
1: (laughs) yeah yeah deleted that app for a little while just so i could be here with the kids and just be totally present but yeah instagram bronwyn windenberg tiktok wb perfect awesome thank you so much bronwyn
0: for sharing your time and your experience and your knowledge with us. I really appreciate it.
1: And uh, hopefully we'll all be able to see each other
0: soon. How awesome is Bronwyn? I just love how open and vulnerable she is. As always, thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. We love to hear your feedback. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide. And the blog. Head over to a sobergirlsguide.com where we keep you locked, stocked, and loaded with the latest tips and tricks to help you along your sobriety journey. We love to help you at any stage of your recovery journey, that includes your business. Stay tuned for a Sober Girls Guide Academy where we help you grow your sober entrepreneur business. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.